happy Thursday. Welcome to the Coded Podcast. My name is Stephanie Reynolds. I am the host, and I'm so excited and honored that you are tuning in tonight or you're watching it on the replay. Either way, I appreciate you taking out the time just to come and to listen to what it is that we're going to be talking about tonight. I pray that it ministers to your heart. Um, I was just talking to our guest backstage, and we were just talking about how um, we don't just want to just be doing something just for the sake of doing it. And I know a lot of people are doing podcasts, and a lot of people are doing social media and having their platforms. And my heart is that um, this is not something that I'm just doing just because it is the thing to do right now. But my heart is really that God is using this to help bring healing, restoration, clarity um, to those who are watching, that God will be able to um, really help them to identify who they are in him, the capacity to which he wants to use them, for them to walk in the greatness that he has for them, and for God to really be able to use them in the way that he has um, ordained for them to be used. And so this is really something that I'm just trying to be obedient to God. Um, I'm trying to do what he called for me to do. And my prayer is that as you watch this, you will be inspired and encouraged to do the same because life is but a vapor. Tomorrow is not promised. And while we're here, we want to make sure that we are living at the greatest capacity of what God has called for us to do, because that's what matters. All of this other stuff will pass away. Material things will pass away. Relationships change. Even just think about the weather. I was thinking about the weather the other day, and I'm like, literally last week, my kids were in boots and they were in, um, we're in Chicago too, right? So that's the caveat. Um, but um, my children were in boots and they were all bundled up. And literally today it's 80 degrees. And that quickly things change. And the same thing could happen in our life. Things can be one way, one day, and literally in a moment, the season can completely change and things can be so different. And so that's why it's so important that every day, every moment, we're really committing to walking in purpose, allowing God to do the work, and really embracing the journey that he has us on. So I'm excited about tonight. I have a very special guest, and I know I say that every week, but I mean it every week, and it just is what it is. I have some really, really phenomenal guests on the show. What can I say? <laughs> and so um, I'm really excited to have her on. She has been such a blessing in my life. Um, before we bring her on, I want to remind you to go to Facebook, um, like, share, tag, let everybody um, know um, about the pod the Coded Podcast and let them tune in for tonight. Also go to um, our YouTube page, Coded TV, and you can also check it out there. Make sure you share, you subscribe, all of that good stuff. Join the community. You can also check out Coded on um, online at www.codedwomen.org. So now that we have all of that stuff out the way, I want to go ahead and bring our guest in because I want to make sure we have plenty of time to talk. She is just, she's such an amazing person on so many levels and everything she says. So tonight, I know normally I do a lot of talking, but I just want to forewarn you that tonight I may not say as much because when she talks, I just am like, I'm, I'm listening like you're listening. So I'm giving her the um, 
authority, the freedom, whatever word we want to use for her to just be able to flow and speak and all of that great stuff, because what God has on the inside of her is just amazing and life-changing. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to bring her in. Um, we'll talk a little bit about how we met and all of that good stuff. And then I'm just going to let her go because um, I can't wait to hear what she's going to be talking about. So welcome to the Coded Podcast, Miss Kanisha Bird. <laughs> hey, I'm sitting here like, whoa, you got me all nervous. Thank you for your kind words. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. And I mean it. So a little background um, about Kanisha. So I met Kanisha. I was actually on my way to move to California. That's what, which is so funny now because she lives in California, but um, I was on my way. I was kind of at a place in my life where I was just like, I need something new. I need something different. Um, I'm done with what I'm doing. I need to get out of here. And my mom, unbeknownst to me, was trying to foil my plans in the spirit. And so she went to church um, and she she happened to find uh, Christian concepts. We had never been there before, but she happened somehow to just stumble across them. And so she ended up going in. Kanisha, I believe it was, who prayed for her. I was one of the ones. Yeah, yeah one of the ones. Pray for her, and she was praying about her daughter, me, and all that good stuff. And so they just completely annihilated my plans in the spirit. I didn't go to um, California, but we ended up joining um, Christian Concepts. And on my very first show, when I was giving my thank yous, they were one of the people, or some of the people rather, that I thanked, and I was just so grateful to because when I started going to that ministry. It was the first time kind of in my adult life that God connected with connected me to people who really helped to begin to pull out of me the things that were on the inside of me. Um, and they did it so lovingly, so graciously, in some cases forcefully. Mm -hmm. And um, but it was just such a place of growth in my life. And Kanisha, um, I didn't even know her, but when I was there, it was actually one of the first times that I really heard. God in terms of direction for my life and telling me to do something. Um, he had given me a scripture and he was like, I want you to go and I want you to serve her. She's a stranger. I don't know who she is. I'm a stranger. She doesn't know who I am. Um, but there was just something that God um, wanted for us to be connected for. And, um, and so I ended up serving her. I was her assistant for a while. And then when she started moving out and doing ministry, um, I would help her with that. And just the, the, in the pour that I got from her literally changed, transformed my life in so many different ways. The accuracy of her life, um, the sincerity of her walk, um, the sincerity of her love was just something that really, I'm getting emotional. Oh, <laughs> I am not going to cry. I'm not going to cry, but I do. I feel the goosebumps, you know, when the goosebumps start to come. Yeah. Um, but really, I just I have so much respect for her just as a woman, as a woman of God. Um, and so I'm so honored to have her on the show tonight. So, um, Anisha, <laughs> I'm so happy to be here, too. You know, I've we've said this in private, but any capacity that I could be a part of what God has given you to do, I'm on board um, because I believe in the message that he's given you as well. And the connection, even from the beginning, as you've shared, um, only God can do certain things uh, through certain people. And he uses very like intimate things to let you know it's him. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And that that was what we shared in our connection because there was just certain things that you said and a way that you approached me mm-hmm. um, that was conversations that I had had with God alone and personally. So I, I am honored by that. And I'm grateful that you took that risk um, mm-hmm. to reach out. And, 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 and here we are, you know, so many years later, still working together on some level and connecting. So I'm grateful for that. Yes. Yes. So I want to go ahead and I want to get the conversation started because like I said, I'm really excited to hear um, what is going to come from it. And I really believe again, that it's going to, for those who are listening, I believe that it's going to bring, um, do something in their lives. So the first question that I like to ask all of the guests, because I think it's important for us to understand um, each other's journey um, and how we kind of all got to a place of being able to unlock or allow the uh, allow God to unlock in us our purpose. So what was that journey like for you? How did you unlock your code? Um, the journey was rather, I won't say difficult, but it was, it, it happened through a place of brokenness. Mm. And when I really tapped into that, it was when I was having my last child who is now 18 years old. <laughs> um, when I was having my last um, son and I was unmarried And um, there was a lot of circumstances around that. And I was like six months pregnant and I was sitting in my kitchen and I was washing dishes and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, look down. And, you know, I looked and this kid is there and he's, you know, a couple more months and I'm here. And he said, the Holy Spirit said to me, I could love you no more or no less if had you not had this Mm -hmm. child. And it was one of those moments that I had my first aha moment into God's love and what his love was really all about, because that was the moment that I loved myself the least. And I'd say that I never really struggled as an individual with with, you know, depression or sadness or things like that. I'm I'm pretty tough, you know, in terms of life and knowing how to kind of weather storms and go through it. Um, But that was one of the seasons of my life that I had never experienced that that amount of disappointment and sadness within myself at the decisions I was making. But it was in that moment that I felt and understood for the first time the love of God his love in a way that that cannot be earned and that is i believe that was the point and from that this from that place to now which was in 2004 maybe or late 2003 going into 2004 that was when i was introduced that i'm coded for love because Mm. i got a glimpse into this this idea that his love is exhaustive it's all Mm. And this love goes through dimensions and generations and decisions and it's factored everything in. It's made up the difference along the way. You know, this love is so deep and so vast and it belongs to us as his children. It belongs to us as people because God for God so loved the world. And Mm -hmm. so me, the, the branch of being chosen is really built on the fact that I I was thoroughly convinced then, and I am convinced now that I'm cho- that I'm coded for love. That love is the language um, of of my heart and of the life that God intends for me to share with others. So let's talk about love because that is a word that we throw around so casually. I love this this top. I love these shoes. I love my dog. I love all of these things. And I think we sometimes lose the 
the weight of it. We mm -hmm. lose um, the true meaning of it. And I think we don't necessarily understand what it really means. So talk a little bit about what loving yourself really looks like, mm -hmm. what, what that actually, um, I guess, means when you say that you're coded for love. Yes. Um, so let me put a, I always have to, to, to kind of put some disclaimers here. For me, this journey never ends. This mm -hmm. discovery, this understanding until I'm no longer here in on this side of life, I'll, I'll always be learning more about what God intended for this love. But this is a journey that's well worth it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I use the scripture like the, the for me, I have to be foundational, right? I, my mind, the way my brain works is bottom line. Get me to that, 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 what you're saying. And right. so one of the scriptures for me is, is um, you are to love the Lord with all of you. You know, I'm paraphrasing. You are to love the Lord with everything that makes you who you are. You know, your identity, your purposes, your understanding, your, your passions, your weaknesses, your desires, everything that makes me Kanisha, that yes. love belongs to him as my father, as, as the one who uh, created me, the one who had a plan for my life. You know, it, it belongs to him first. And then as I am attributing this love within my strength and my capacity. What God does is fills us up with his love and his capacity and shows us how to love ourselves in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. That love isn't narcissistic. It isn't selfish. It isn't this is me. You get what you get and I'm not changing. It's a love that says I know how to reciprocate what I'm receiving. Mm -hmm. and, and that's grace. That is kindness. That is um, understanding that is mercy, but it's also discipline. It's it's also correction. It's also chastisement. It's also pruning. You know, there is there is a duality in God's love. There's that mercy, but there's also that correction. And you don't get one without the other. You don't get the mercy without him being able to correct and realign. Mm -hmm. And so me understanding that love is first building that out in that relationship. And mm -hmm. it is seeing the evidence of his love in my life. When mm -hmm. I knew that I was making choices. So there was a part of my life mm -hmm. where I had this heart and this desire and this uh, compassion or passion to, mm -hmm. to live for the Lord in a way uh, that was uh, presentable. However, my choices they didn't line up with that for 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 periods of time in my life. And I couldn't understand the disconnect. But the disconnect was my inability to accept his love because some parts of me, you know, whether it was from decisions I've made or things that I've experienced that had nothing to do with me. There was a disconnect for me believing that I deserved his love. Mm -hmm. and, and so when when God wanted to allow his love to fill my heart and my mind, I was rejecting it because I was unworthy of it. But that rejection of his love is also rejection of his power and his mm -hmm. abilities uh, that flows through us. And so then I became double minded in my ways. Then I became hypocritical in my lifestyle. And don't get it twisted. This hypocrisy isn't about these acts, these low hanging fruit acts that we like to isolate people in. I don't believe that at all. It's in what we believe. It's in our belief system. It's in the posture of our heart. So mm -hmm. that hypocrisy isn't about necessarily these small things. And I, I minimize them things because 
Jesus and the Lord himself said that it is the heart that I search out and mm -hmm. I measure. And mm -hmm. so it's the things, it's the decisions and the contemplations of our heart that separates us from God. And, mm -hmm. and, and that's where he needed to heal me and allow his love to grow. And from that time to now, I've been able to narrow that gap between yeah. who and what I believe and who I am. And it's, it's, it has everything to do with who he is, the work that God has done in Christ, the fact that God has paid the price for me to live a certain kind of way. But let's get back to this love. Mm -hmm. Then this love happens. And, and, and I was just having this moment where I'm just really talking to God about this love last week. And we, you know, the English language is, is difficult at times. And you can have one word that mean a lot of things. And sometimes we lock into one meaning and then we limit everything else. And mm -hmm. the scripture says to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. Growing up, always I understood it the way that I love myself. But mm -hmm. there's a part of as that means at the same time you're loving yourself. Mm -hmm. And it makes all the sense in the world where God loves us. And see, mm -hmm. his love doesn't doesn't offend his character or his nature. He can do both. He can love us equally, but still be the God that he said that he is, the yeah. God that never fails and all of these things. But yet we can see that he can be present in our lives and allow us to make some dumb decisions. Right. And it's like, does love allow that? Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and, and he's, 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 he's amazing in that way. And so as I'm loving him with all of this, he's teaching me how to accurately love myself. And at the same time that I'm learning to love myself and walking in this love, I am attributing that love to others because mm. reality, life is happening. We're living beings. And right. so now I'm able to have this cycle of love, this circle of love first with God himself, then with myself and then with others. And all of this connection happens in a flow. This is a free flow and we get to see, we get to see how God, um, how the Lord really makes it available to us in our everyday lives. So it isn't things that's far off. These are just daily decisions, how we're choosing um, to, to accept someone, how we're choosing um, to accept ourselves. See, you can say what you want to say, but I haven't seen it proven that you can get, you can sustainably give someone else something you're not giving yourself. Yes. Consistency. Now I can start off giving you a measure of my love and not loving myself, but I guarantee you at some point I'm going to move to a realm of selfishness. Mm -hmm. I'm, that love is going to turn from me loving you to me being selfish for things for myself. And it's because I have not loved myself. Mm -hmm. I cannot give you grace if I have not lived that for myself. Mm -hmm. And so this is I'm, this practice ground. You know what God allows us to love ourselves with is practice ground to be able to represent him in the earth. I can't be an ambassador of love if if the first person to receive that love is not receiving it. How? Yeah. How? It, it, and it won't be sustained. You know, yeah. I can do it for a period of time, but it won't be sustained. And, and so everything there is nothing that I can talk about or deal with in my life that doesn't go back to love. There is nothing that I can think of that isn't motivated by love. And I'll just start with the scripture that we were saved with. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Every single thing that God has ever done, will do, and has done has to do with the love that he loved us with, which is why Christ came into the earth. So, And I could trace back everything in my life to God's love. And so I want to say something to your point. The love is blind and love will make you do crazy things. And I just I disagree with all of it. I think love has 20 vision. I think fear blinds us 
and, and takes on the form of love in, in areas of fear. I also think that when we do things out of love that injures ourselves, that means that we're not operating in, in agape love because agape love will also include you. Going back to my statement, God can love us without offending himself. He's not going to change his character in his efforts to love us. He's still himself in the fullness of his love for us. And that's how we should operate in the earth. Me loving you will never cost me loving me. If I'm accurate, because I don't see it in scripture. Even when Christ loved us enough to give his life for us, he was raised again with all power. So his love for us put him in a higher position than he was before he left on earth, a higher position on earth because he defeated death. You know, it says that he took the keys from from the grave and hell. You know, he went and did something on our behalf and then gave us that. So it didn't take away his authority. Jesus right. allowing us to walk in his image doesn't diminish his image. Neither does love. Neither does us as people loving others. If we're loving accurately, it's never going to detract from us loving ourselves the way God said that we should. Mm, that's so good. You said so much. I feel like now I can just be like, <laughs> we're going to open the doors. To the I know. Not me whenever you have no 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 it's so good because um I believe that one of the biggest travesties, one of the biggest um issues that we are facing right now is really understanding accurate love. Um, there's so much out there, even when they talk about self-love, when they talk all of these things, even loving yourself, there is a, a fallacy and an inaccuracy about that. And so yes. we're going about all of this and it's affecting our relationships. It's affecting how we parent. It's affecting how we engage one another, how we engage ourselves. And so I think this is such an important conversation to have because we're wondering why there's been so much dysfunction. And it's because we really don't understand the truth about what love looks like. So let me ask you this, right? Because you said a couple of things that I'm, I'm sitting here taking notes. So if you ever see me looking down, <laughs> I'm trying to take notes because I want to make sure I go back to a couple of things that you said. Um, I want to talk a little bit about when you were talking about fear mm -hmm. and how sometimes people can misconstrue or they can um, mistakenly think that the impact or the effects of love um, are love when it's really fear. And so mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that and how people are able to kind of make that differentiation and even just kind of correcting some of the misinformation when it yes. comes to fear and love. Um, so I'm going to start with this self-love thing again. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I am the person that won't talk about stuff because there's so much information out there. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I don't want to join in and, and, you know, because we know in part and we prophesy in part until mm -hmm. the Lord return, we will never have the full picture of it all. And mm -hmm. each person have their part to play and they should fitly join together because that's what scripture says. Right. So the things that I'm saying should fitly join together with other believers who are speaking in the same language, even though we're saying something different. Right. But there is this doctrine of self-love that I don't believe is born out of love himself. 
I believe this, that this doctrine of love, you know, uh, if you got negative energy, don't come in my space. Don't bring this energy. I'm getting rid of you. You know, there's so much of you can't disturb my peace. And it's like, you're going to be alone. And then it'll be you disturbing your own peace. Because you realize that some of that turmoil and torment is coming from within. Yeah. It ain't the people that you're embracing. It's that they're able to highlight something that's working within. So there's, I think there's this, this selfishness that's built into the self-love that I don't believe it, it is coming from the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea and the understanding of it, it is the scripture. We're loving him first. Mm-hmm. We are loving how we, we are, we are attributing our person to the Lord to mm-hmm. say, here's who I am. I'm giving you me so that you can give me the parts of me that I lack. So that you can be strong in my weaknesses and then you can go out and and then show me how to be an accurate representative of your love. Mm -hmm. And so this this understanding then where fear comes into place, where the scripture says that perfect love casts out fear. But we stop at that. And I I, want to read that scripture because we always stop at perfect love, cast out fear. But we we need to understand what this fear is saying to us. So Mm -hmm. I should have brought the scripture up. But um, I'm I'm trying to see if I can if I can bring it up really quickly. Uh, Let's see. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Mm -hmm. And then we'll stop. But the scripture says, because fear has to do with punishment. The Mm -hmm. one who fears is not made perfect in love. We got to read this whole thing because we're fearing loss, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times, and we just we just got to be honest. Mm-hmm. And what we don't do is question ourselves enough. It's mm-hmm. like the first thing we'll say is we'll take what's on the surface. Okay, I'm doing this because I love you. Okay, what do I love about you? And if I don't do it, do I love you? You know, we have to start asking ourselves enough questions because when we get to the root of those, some of those decisions, it's usually fear of loss of some sort. But Mm. the scripture says fear of punishment, but punishment is to harm me. So Mm. I fear, I'm fearing some level of injury or harm, but the scripture also says there that when when love is made perfect, when love is perfect, or let me reverse that, I'm sorry, the one who fears is not made perfect in love. So then the opposite is true. So if I don't fear, then I'm made perfect in love. And so that's the dichotomy there. Like we have to get to a place where we're willing to be faithful in our love and we're faithful because we're not afraid of certain losses. Mm -hmm. So that's why I can love you and and have to bring correction or Mm -hmm. I can love you and allow you to live in a decision because God does that. I mean, come on. When I was making certain decisions that was destructive, he he never showed up and said, you know, no, right. he built his instruction into uh, he, his love had a capacity to correct as he allowed me to learn what was happening in that moment. Now, does he speak? Does he bring correction? Will he send people? Will he give you confirmation? Absolutely. Right. I believe he is the true and living guide. And so I believe he will give you instructions in any capacity, whether yes. he uses people or whether he uses things and situations around you. If you're listening for him, you can hear him. And so he will give us that correction, but his love will also allow us to keep moving so that we can learn something along that journey. And his love will build that into your your new place. Once you come out of that decision, doesn't mean it wasn't hard for you. It doesn't mean that you didn't go through things that you may have not had to go through. It just means that his love had the capacity to build that experience into where your, your purpose and where you're heading. And so 
this fear factor um, is really about this punishment and this judgment and this loss. And we have to be honest with ourselves on that level. I am fearing loss here, whether it's loss of relationship with the Lord or loss of connection with other people. I would rather deal with your abuse than, than be alone, you know, but I'll call it love. Right. I would rather deal with your, your, you know, whatever you're doing. And I'm not saying, and see, here's the thing, because the self-love thing is like, cut everybody off, cut this off, cut that off, cut yourself off then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, which unfortunately that's the direction that this message is leading people because mm -hmm. we come to realize that it's not always what's happening out on the outside of us. Some of our things are happening on the inside, but if we're being indoctrinated to cut everything off, then it won't be long before he tell me to cut myself off. Yes. It won't be long before he tell me that I don't deserve to be here because I've already been under this doctrine and under this message that no one deserves to be in this space when the reality is grace and mercy and love happens in the midst of that. Now, do you stay in abuse? Do you stay where someone is not willing to change and where they're causing harm and detriment to you? Absolutely not. I'm not going to say do it because mm -hmm. I wouldn't. But what I will say is that if there is if there is change, if someone is working towards healing, if they're putting forth effort, if there's open communication, if they're acknowledging where they are and putting to putting into action, actionable steps towards changing and healing, then that's where love and grace and mercy comes in. at, And that's where we allow people because the scripture says that if you fall in a day of adversity, your, your strength is weak. Mm -hmm. And so how would we know what we're capable of if we don't have adversity around us? Right. It is these are the things that make us, you know, it is that these fires and these different things that we experience in life. And so we're just afraid. I think that fear, fear strangles the perfect love that God has for us. And we have to fight for that. I'm willing to fight for it for my life and for the lives of anybody who's willing to listen to me. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. There was something that you said. It was two things. I still have something from the last time. Okay, no, go ahead. Okay. Stop um, me, Stephanie. Stop me. It's good. It's good. I'm just, it's, you're saying such good stuff. I just wanted to make sure that as I'm listening, I, I go back and because I, yes. I don't, I don't want them to miss, um, I believe some things that are really integral to when we're talking about being coded, we're talking about unlocking our code, walking in purpose. Oftentimes we look at external factors. Like you said, this person did this to me. This person said that to me. I'm going to cut them off because they did. And we're, we're approaching it from the outside in when really it has to be from the inside out. Like we yes. have to allow God to do the work from the inside out. So what about, let's talk about the person who because I know you shared a little bit about your your journey and your testimony, but for the person who has only experienced dysfunction and trauma, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So even to acknowledge God as being love feels extremely foreign. It feels extremely um, improbable because mm -hmm. nobody can do that, right? Nobody can love unconditionally. Nobody um, doesn't want anything from um, in return. There has to be some type of, you know, um, catch to it, right? Because there's no such thing as perfect love. For someone who has only experienced dysfunction and betrayal and hurt and trauma. Um, and so how do they make that switch to even allow God to begin to come in 
and do the work needed for them to begin to love themselves accurately and ultimately love other people accurately. Yeah. It, it, first of all, it's hard. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to come out the gate and say that um, it's, it's a challenging thing. And, and with some of the work that I do, I sit in front of people and I have to bring them to that place mm -hmm. because they're so far into whatever the trauma mm -hmm. uh, that they've experienced that that it, you know, it takes a couple of sessions before I can even get them to that place. It's right. not easy. And I wouldn't encourage anyone to go into the conversation trying to convince someone with that type of experience because right. the experiences are greater than what you're saying. Right. Um, so you, you really have to go and acknowledge what they're telling you. Mm -hmm. I've not known love. I've not known care. I've not known. And you have to believe people. You mm -hmm. have to, you know, understand where they're coming from, what they're saying. And then you get them to the place of asking, do they want it? Do mm -hmm. do you want it? Because you're still here. You're here. You're talking to me. You're sitting here. We're having this conversation. So I'm I have to believe that there's a desire, even if you don't think it's possible. Let's work with the desire you have. Even if the probability of it isn't clear to you, let's work with the desire that you have. So you have a desire for it because you're talking about it. You're, you're communicating on it and you're expressing, you know, that it hasn't happened for you. So desire is one area. The next area is Sometimes we're so locked away in one area of our lives because that's where the trauma is that we don't understand that we're operating in the, in other areas in the same way that we can operate in this. So if you've been broke your whole life, but then you don't ever, but then you you have ex, um, something that's totally different. If you've not had money, so you don't have great experience with money, but you have great relationships or right. you have a lot of degrees because you can right. not have money, have a lot of degrees. So education is your thing. Academically, you can flow. Right. So there's a belief system that 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 person lives in to be excellent in that academic world. Mm -hmm. You just take that concept, that belief system and then help them to apply it to something different. If they have a job and they and they're successful in their job, but they're not successful in relationships. OK, what do you believe about your job? You go into work and Pastor Brian has taught us this many times, many years. We put faith in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. We put faith in society. We put faith in, in, in just the, in the automakers. You know, mm -hmm. all you have to do is just wake up and go outside and you'll see that you're exercising faith on some level. So when you help people to understand that they're operating in that and then help them to work to applying it on this, they could be open to it. But this mm -hmm. process isn't overnight. You have to meet people where they are and hear what they're saying in a sincere way. It's like if you've been abused in multiple times, if you've gone through this experience multiple times, this is real as anything in your life. This yeah. thing has it, it, it has residence in you because yeah. it happened to you. And then if our memory does what it does, sometimes it will constantly remind us of the situation anytime something similar shows up. Yeah. Now, how do we introduce God? Because why did God let this happen to me in the beginning? You know, people have valid points. They have mm -hmm. valid reasons for all of that. And I don't I don't discredit any of that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, what do you believe? What do you believe in? What do you have faith in? Let's use the, those resources to apply it. But I do challenge them. And on some level, depending on if it's a if it's if it's a secular session or if it's, you know, one that's spirit feel spirit led um, to allow him because you just have to give access. You, you yeah. have to take the first step and mm -hmm. we'll figure it out as we go. You will figure it out as it as it go. But you owe yourself the first step. And then my final thing is, can you love you? 
Mm -hmm. Forget everybody else. Mm -hmm. It ain't no one. We're not responsible for anybody else's decisions. We're not responsible for anybody else's uh, choices as to how they choose to live their life. We're responsible for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, yes, if your way of loving me hurt me, then I have a right to set boundaries mm -hmm. to make sure that I'm healthy and healed. But my responsibility will always be to love myself. That goes back to that self-love. Right. Are you worthy of your own love? Are you worthy of your own grace, of your own mercy, of your own kindness? And then as you are able to kind of introduce some of these things for yourself, even your self-talk. I talk to people all the time about that negative self-talk. We could be like, shoot, I should have done that. so stupid. Why did I do that? You know, we, we, we question every decision when we find out that we made a mistake. But then that train of thought, if we continue to do that in a pattern, then when it's time to make a decision, guess what? That's that negative self-thought is what's talking to you. Right. Not, not any encouragement or positive reinforcements or, yeah, you can do this because you've done this. Yeah. You know, and so it starts from within. Yeah. Living, healthy living will always start from within you. Yeah. And I can introduce God when you start to understand things about yourself that exists outside of you. And mm -hmm. that's it's like, yeah, you a person, you have feelings, but you can't touch those feelings, right? Have you ever touched love? You, you know, have you ever touched anger? You can't physically touch an emotion, right. but you feel them. So who's feeling them? Okay, right. then there's someone on the inside of you besides the physical person. So let's talk about that. Right. And then as we're having these conversations, I'm able to introduce other things that make sense because it's just that we go about life and don't realize that we're living in all these dimensions because we're just, we're just used to focusing on what we see, but there is a whole world on the inside of us that, that is a greater power and influence than the world on the outside of us. Yeah. One of the most um, impactful things that you said, you mentioned Pastor Brian, he said it um, many times, but I think that it is, such a powerful thing to understand when we're talking about um, allowing God to do that transformative work in our life is our thoughts, right? And one of the things that you all have said was that um, every thought is not your own. Um, and that, and just the importance of recognizing that you don't have to accept every thought that comes into your mind, but then just the power of that your thoughts and your mind have on you making decisions, living out of those decisions, living out of those those various places. So let's talk some about um, the impact that the mind has on um, one, you know, just this journey to loving yourself and all of that, but just in general, walking through and getting past some of these places of brokenness and hurt and and rejection. And like you said, the negative talk, right? Because those all come from a place. We don't just wake up one day and say, you know what? I think I'm horrible. You know what I mean? Like things happen mm -hmm. and we internalize things and people have spoken things over our life. And then those thoughts begin to manifest themselves into words and behaviors and choices and all of those things. So how do we address those thoughts and, and how do we differentiate between which thoughts come from God, which thoughts are coming from the devil and which thoughts are coming from our own kind of, um, from our own soul? Yeah. Okay. Once again, some of these things sound easier said than done and, right. and, and it could take a lifetime to, yeah. to, to find yourself healthy in that way. Mm -hmm. But what I found is when we when we look at things from the most simplistic standard, 
um, and, and really try to understand what's happening in the moment. So let's just say, you know, I have this, this thought about myself. I have this negative thought and this negative feeling. The first thing is we're not always aware of our thoughts. We're not always connected to what we're thinking about ourselves. They're just happening and we're living out of them. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is to get an awareness of your thought life. Yeah. It is that when something crosses your mind and if it stands out, start to question it. Mm -hmm. Ask yourself, why, why do I feel that way? Why do I think that? Or what is this connected to? Or what happened? Mm -hmm. And it's going to lead you down a series of paths that can connect you to the source of, of what that thought is. Mm -hmm. So it, it isn't a one and done situation, but it's to, to have a relationship with your thought life. It's mm -hmm. to begin to understand. And, and, and I like that you said, which thought is God, which thought is ours, which thought is mm -hmm. the devil. I'll say this. Christ says, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. So if if the thought isn't life producing, mm -hmm. if that thought doesn't bear fruit of life and good fruit, chances mm -hmm. are it didn't come from him. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, me and the devil don't matter. We right. on the same team then. Right. We just need to get to the fruit producing thought. So right. that that then limits your struggle. You know, if mm -hmm. I try to continue to differ differentiate between me, myself and God and I can vacillate between I'm I'm probably going to be confused more than I am cl clear. Mm -hmm. But if I know that his says that I came to give you life and life more abundantly. If my thoughts are thoughts of love, then any thought that mm -hmm. isn't love, life, abundance isn't his. We're mm -hmm. not talking monetary. Mm -hmm. We're not talking materialistic things. We're talking eternal life. We're yeah. talking the life that happens from within us. So yeah. if I'm having a conversation with myself and it's not pushing me to a healthier version of me, then it's come from some place of trauma or it's coming from a place where I'm where the enemy then is trying to stagnate me. And then those thoughts are the ones that I apply change to. Yeah. I apply change to the thoughts that are not meant to give life that are there to detract from who I am, to question, to doubt. Let's put it this way. Any thought that give doubt to what God has said, chances are it's coming from a source that need to be cut. Even if that source was a trauma, even yeah. if it's an experience, now I have to apply new, new knowledge, new understanding, new experience to that thought. Yeah. If it's filled with life, if it's filled with love, if it's filled with understanding, if it's filled with the kingdom, if it's filled with the language of love, yeah. then chances are it's coming from him. And I want to add faith to that one. So yeah. we have faith to the to, to God's language, to God's conversations, because we need to believe what he's saying is true. And therefore, for all the others, we bring change. We right. bring new information. You can't change a thought by saying, I need to change a thought. You have to change a thought with new information that, that you didn't apply uh, action to. Yeah. So if... If I felt a certain way about myself, if I felt that I was ugly and unattractive, mm -hmm. okay, there are certain fundamental things about myself. Unless I go get cosmetic surgery, I cannot change. Mm -hmm. So there are certain features that I either learn to love or accept, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if if my profession has been I'm unattractive, but I want to I want to be attractive to myself, I have to then start finding things that I think that, that are attractive, okay? Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's my teeth or maybe it's, you know, the way my legs are. You know, yeah. I start then to replace the negative thoughts with things that are positive. And yeah. then as I'm putting these new thoughts into my mind, now I add emotion to that thought. I yeah. add experiences to that thought because then that thought dominates.
right? Mm -hmm. Whatever we put attention and emotion and faith to then becomes the dominant thought. And I, I, I learned this in a health class before and it changed my mind. It's mind blowing. It had nothing even to do from a spiritual standpoint, just mm -hmm. the health professor was teaching about how the mind works. So the mind doesn't have time. It doesn't have time and space. It's whatever you're saying. And they use this example, but I started applying it to my life. Okay. She used this example about uh, people who were in war and the ones that are now fighting in with drones. So mm -hmm. they're not fit. They're not in no, and it, this is a health class. All right. Okay. So they're not in physical combat. These, these, um, uh, the, the, the soldiers that were fighting, they're fighting from a, a station that was, you know, far from where the war is, but they are actually, they are flying these drones in the territory. And they had to take a health test with their heart and all these things. Their bodies were going through the traumas of war mm -hmm. as if they were on site. But it was all happening through the mental capacity because the mind can't tell it whatever you're feeding it, it's right. going to react to it. So right. their health was deteriorating because at a faster rate because they didn't have any physical to match what the mental was going through. Usually compact, you're physically active. So you have a, an outlet for this adrenaline and for all of this dopamine and all of the stuff that's happening because you're visually seeing this war. Mm -hmm. And as I'm, as I'm gathering this, it taught me something. It's like you, our minds, if we remember a negative thing, it don't remember that it was 20, 30 years ago. It remembers that as if it's happening to you real time. So right. your body, your heart, your mind is going through whatever emotion that you're given. And so what happens is any level of growth and change that we we have amassed, when we remember that thing, that negative thing, when our minds is given to that, then we're then that experience really is happening. It yeah. really is. And that's why we can cry when we're talking about it, because right. it's happening right now. Yes, yeah. I cry because these emotions are real. So mm -hmm. with this understanding, going back to the thought life, how can I start slowly but surely applying the mm -hmm. thoughts of healing, thoughts of love, thoughts of acceptance? It isn't overnight. Right. You have to continue to build these things up in you and then build your relationships around you that can support that. Right. Uh, making sure that you have people in your life that can sometimes believe these things for you and that can remind you of that because you may not, you may get trapped in your world mentally. And we all do. We all get trapped in, the, in our world sometimes because we've experienced these things. Right. And so it, 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 it's a lifelong process. Mm -hmm. You can't expect that it to happen overnight. Mm -hmm. I have thoughts that come back to me from so many years ago and it's like for real, yeah. but because I put in a lot of work, to move ahead, I can come out of it quicker. Yeah. I can start talking to myself quicker to give myself a new thought and it's gone. When right. it would take hours and days for me to work through something, it's gone in moments. Yeah. That's growth, that's progress. And if I and, and it's given me faith to keep going because yeah. if I can see that change in this part of my life, then certainly I can see a change in other parts of it. So my encouragement is to do the work. Yes. Invest in yourself. Yeah. And know that we have the capacity to change that with what we believe. We can change our belief system. We really can. Yeah. And we can, we can start to believe things, whether we know them to be true or not, you know, whether we, you know, accept them as reality or not. If it's something that's positive and good for me, I can try to hold on to that and, and, and apply my faith to it and then yeah. see this thing work out in my life. And the moment we start experiencing the good from that thought, yeah. it should, 
it should produce after its kind. We should see more good coming out of it. That's so good because I think it is important because like you said, it is, it's not going to happen overnight. Um, it is a process. It is a journey. But I think the important thing is for us to realize that there is another way, because if all you've ever known is one way, it's hard to think and to believe that there is another way. But once we know that there is another way and it is another way that has proven itself to be to work, yes. to produce, to be yes. effective, that yes. we can begin then to take those steps to shift the way yes. that we have been doing things that have produced um, things in our life that we don't like, that we don't want. We don't want to be in this place. And oftentimes, um, I think that is the the place that we have found ourselves in. It when when you're living in dysfunction, nobody, I don't believe, wants to live there. It's just yes. I know. It's familiar. It's comfortable. Yes. I, I've never seen it done any other way. Um, but just understanding that God does give another way, and then. One of the things that you said when you were talking about the mind that um, I wanted to just touch on because I thought that was so good when you were talking about understanding. Um, look, I'm even, I'm doing. Yeah, I... <laughs> 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 it's God's voice. <laughs> God is love. You know, I use these hands. <laughs> but it's me, so I will not stop. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Um, but no, so when you were talking about that, I think one of the things too is to realize that we have to know the word of God to understand what, I'm about to do it again. I'm not, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a teacher too, so. Um, but we have to know because what can happen is we don't realize how dysfunction can create a doctrine in our lives and how we can begin to think that good things. How many times have you heard people say, you know, cleanliness is next to godliness. It's a good thing, but that's that's nowhere in the word of God. But we kind of create these things in our lives that sound good and they fit for that moment and they fit for where we are. But it's far from truth. It's far from what God says. And so sometimes we can think that this is a God thought if we don't know the word of God and we don't really know what God is saying in his truth, as opposed to this is something that I have created um, in my own kind of dysfunction and hurt as a smokescreen and in response to fear, right? Because either I don't want someone to hurt me, I don't want to ever let what happened to me happen again. And right. so they sound really good but they are so anti-Christ when you really get down to it. And so just the importance of really, we have to get to a place where we know really what God is saying, what God's voice sounds like, what his word really says, so that we don't mistakenly start living out of a place that we think is God, but it's just something good that we told ourselves or somebody else told ourselves or that we have just kind of created out of places um, in our own life and out of our own heart. So Absolutely. I think that I want to add something to that too, because we can take some of the smallest things and create doctrine and religion, like you're mm -hmm. saying, out of it. The Bible says that the work that his words, his laws, his mm -hmm. ways are written on our hearts. Mm -hmm. There are people who are following God who's never actually read the word. Mm -hmm. That's true. Mm -hmm. Because his ways, and I'm not discrediting the word, I live by the word, mm -hmm. but I live by the word that he reveals in my heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because he may open up scripture and say something to me that's living from me and mm -hmm. from my understanding that's written in the word. But when he speaks it into my life, 
it's it's fitting for the situation that may have nothing to do with anyone else. Mm-hmm. But the Bible says that the word is living. It's 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 alive yeah. to produce in the moment, and that it's all written on our hearts. And I and I have a really great story about this that's so true. So we can't because for the person who's never read, can God not speak to them? Can that's you true. know? Can yeah. God not speak His word to them? Can He not give them instruction? Because mm-hmm. They didn't have what we have now. They had forms of the word, but it's evolved and developed over the years. Mm-hmm. So look at the times that they had, they had very limited. You know, mm-hmm. the Torah was a few books, you right. know, when the first book was ever written. But the scripture also says you will hear a voice behind you saying this is the way to go, whether left or right. Mm-hmm. God will speak to us because he, he lives inside of us. That's true. His laws, his ways, his standards, which is how we can stand, like the world can stand before him and be judged, you mm-hmm. know, because it doesn't matter what you had in your possession it matters what i've written on the tables of your heart yeah God has written his instructions on on our hearts and 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 we don't my sister mm-hmm. my sister years ago was uh called me to to she was having a a, a debate and conversation mm-hmm. with people of other faith and she was sharing her belief and what she mm-hmm. believed but she don't read the word she mm-hmm. don't read Bible. She right. didn't know anything about it. So she was calling me for confirmation. Mm-hmm. And what she quoted, what she said to them was actual written scripture that right. she herself had never read. Yeah. God filled her heart and filled her mouth with what she needed to know. Mm-hmm. And it was something I said, baby, that's written in scripture like that. And mm-hmm. I gave her then, of course, I went and found the scripture to give it to her so that she can feel comfortable in it. But mm-hmm. she didn't need me. Mm-hmm. When you got the Holy Spirit, you don't need me. Right. I don't I can never validate a man can right. never validate us over the Lord, over the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's a great tragedy. Yeah. Is that we constantly look for affirmation of men to approve men when God is his word and his laws is written on our hearts and far many of us have limited him. Yeah, that's true. And then want to be hurt by people. Right. No, you hurt yourself because you've limited him. You've limited his voice. And mm-hmm. then the moment that a human being, a person gives you their very best. Yeah. And it's not enough. Then now there's this, this, there's this hurt. And so I say this to say in all sincerity, in all love, God is alive and active. He's alive right now. And he speaks wherever we are and whatever information you have, if you know one verse, he can take that verse and open up your whole world because he's God. Yeah. And and he loved us long before we ever knew him and chose him and placed his word on the tables of our heart. That all we have to do really is turn inward and say, Lord, and we, you know, Lord, what are you saying for me? What do you have for me? Why am I born? Why am I here? If you don't know anything, you know enough to have a conversation. Yeah. We know enough to 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 have um, to say affirmations, you know, we get these or to manifestations that's going on now. You know, we got all of these things, these conversations that's happening with the universe. Right. And happening out. Okay. Where this information is coming from out and it's still coming within. Where are you hearing it from? Because the universe ain't audibly speaking. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's still using the same form. Yeah. And you, it's speaking mm-hmm. to your heart. Whatever you're trying to believe, I believe in the Lord. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in Jesus as Savior. That's my belief, and it works. Right. And it's work, and I got evidence of that faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also know that He's He's spoken things on my heart that I couldn't even utter. Right. And He's given me instruction that I couldn't even try to explain. And all I could do was just sit and wait for the produce of that. All I could do was wait for Him to show up because if He said it. 
And this is what they said in the word. When that king, he said, look, if God said it, we're going to find ourselves fighting against him. But if he didn't say it, it ain't going to come to nothing. So why are you tripping? You yeah. know, it's like, what's the big deal? If God did not say to this person or to this person do that, then ain't nothing going to come of it. Because mm -hmm. it don't have his force behind it. But if he said it, you better be careful because you might find yourself fighting against God. Yeah. And who can? Who can really fight against him? And so... I think, and this is this is what breaks my heart. Yeah. And, and you know, these are the places that break my heart. Is is like when Paul was going around, and when he when he went to visit the Gentiles, and I forgot where he was, but they they said in in the scripture where he said, and they had to the unknown God. And, mm -hmm. and he was talking about, they, they were so fascinated about understanding that they didn't even know who they were studying. And then Paul opened him up to you. So this information is available even if you don't believe yeah. to the unknown God, because he is God. He, right. he is God. And he, he isn't afraid of, and I used to say this all the time, God isn't afraid of losing us. Yeah, He ain't afraid of losing us. Because mm -hmm. can he? Mm -hmm. Can he? Mm -hmm. No. I don't think he can. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think the creator can lose his creation. Mm -hmm. But I do know that he's given us a choice. And, and that choice is written in, on us. It's written in our hearts. And, and, and I think if people understood that they would feel, if they really can grasp that he's in you. He said, I am right, I am right there. My presence is nigh thee, even in your heart. I'm right here. Mm -hmm. And anything you want to access, just ask in mind. Just ask me. Ask me who I am. Ask me how I've made you. Ask me how to overcome. And I'll give you truths that you hadn't even understood. But yes. just ask. And so, I, you know, my encouragement is to ask. Yeah. To go after him because my answers are limited. They're short. Scripture says that one day prophecy will end. One day this will end. All of these things will end. But love never yeah. ends. Yeah. And so at the end of all of this, God's love will never end. It will never fade and it will never stop producing and stop giving life. And yeah. if I can get you to his love, I know you good. Yeah. I may not be able to get you to healing and deliverance. I believe it. I believe in it. I may not get you to understand what I feel is true about the Holy Spirit. But if I can get you to believe in his love and get you to his love, his love conquers all. It answers all. And that love is written on our hearts. It's written on our hearts so that we don't. He made it sure that we won't have to leave him and that it won't be too difficult for us. He, he yeah. buried it in our hearts for us to search out. Yeah, that's good. And even though we talk about, we've said it, that, you know, it is a process and it's, you know, it, it's easier said than done. I think that there is a simplicity to it in the sense of just surrendering to it and just acknowledging that he loves us. Nothing can separate us from that love. We are forever his children. He cares about us. And all all we really just have to do, like you said, is just is ask. And he's waiting there to be able to answer. And so for as complex as it is, yes. as, you know, um, long as it may take and all of yes. that, there's also just a, a simplicity to it where it's like, if you just, if you just let me, I'll do it. Like, yes. just let me love you. Like that song. Yes. Oh, let me love, love you. you. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
Let me do it. <laughs> let me do it. And if yes. you let me do it, I'm going to do it so well that it's going to transform every part of your life. Um, and so and owning uh, it, like that was transformative for me. Yeah. I'm owning it as my own. That's mm -hmm. the message of chosen. Yeah. Chosen is owning that he loved me despite me. Yeah. He loved me, you know even when I myself couldn't love myself because I didn't see the worthiness of that love. Now I'm owning that love. I'm mm -hmm. owning it as something that he gave me as a gift mm -hmm. and it's mine to do whatever I please with it. I can, I can set this gift on the shelf or I can make this gift the center of my life. Mm -hmm. and, and I'll tell you, there were many years the gift was a part of me. Mm -hmm. Now I'm living in the gift. You know, yeah. the, that, that chosen mindset, that factor is that I am living in the gift of love. And every day as I go, I am unfolding and unwrapping all that love has made available to me. Mm -hmm. And guess what? It's the same for everyone else. Just own it. If you just own the love as yours, God can do. He's done the rest. Mm -hmm. we, we just start to it just revealed. Yeah. I, I'm convinced of this. It's just it becomes more available and we become more aware of it. Own the love that God has for us. Yeah. Own yeah. his love and the sacrifice and um, he'll work it out. I wish I could. You know, in my mind, I always um, wanted to be a praise and worship leader. So right now I feel wow. like I should be on the... <laughs> I should be on the keyboard. Oh, yes. Yeah, I see it. I see it. If you all would just go with me, God wants us to go into worship. You know yes. I mean? And I just, and I just, but it is. It's such a place um, when you when you really begin to understand the capacity of His love for us, Man. and how you it it is nothing in return. Yes, We're not expecting anything. We don't owe him anything. It yes. never fails. It never ends. It never shifts. Yes. It's always available. The weight of it um, is just a place where it, it's the most freeing place. Yes. There is such a freedom in yes. really understanding and recognizing um, God's love. And so as we close out, I want to two things. One, um, for you to say how people can get in contact with you. Um, how they can connect with Chosen. Um, and then the other thing is if you can just pray us out and just pray for um, whatever, you know, hits your spirit, but but really that we will get to a place where we will receive the yes. love of God and walk yeah. in it. Absolutely. Well, I got to start off by saying it's real simple because okay. I, I have some things in development stages, but I do have a, a chosen culture group mm -hmm. that I chat in, that I share information on. It's on Facebook. It's a public group that you can find. You can also probably find it from my page, but I am on Facebook um, as Kanisha Bird. I am on um, the other network, the other outlets as Kanisha Chosen. Uh, but the, the chosen culture group on Facebook is the thing that's most active now. And it's where I'll be developing and, and putting things that I have in the works that's going on. So if you want to reach me, get in contact um, to speak or do anything, that would be the, the easiest place uh, to join. And absolutely, you know, you know, <laughs> next next to uh, talking about God's love, uh, prayer is is my heartbeat. So I certainly will pray us out. And thank you, Stephanie, um, for having me on. Thank you for what's coming ahead next month with the conference, for your compassion and your commitment um, to, the, to, to the Lord and to the work that he's given you. And, and for never, you know, giving up, being, being relentless in your efforts and in all that God has given you to keep it pushing. And, and you're someone that I, I love and admire too. So 
um, my hat's off to you and, and the work that you're doing. And I'm, I'm thankful that you uh, have invited me in to be a part of it. So I'm going to read this scripture or maybe pray this scripture as I, I go in. Okay. <clears throat> um, it's in, let's see. Romans, Romans, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, Romans chapter eight and uh, starting at verse 38, it says that, and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below, indeed nothing in all of creation will ever separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Heavenly Father, I just thank you today for this time. Lord, I thank you that you are greater than all things. You're greater than any understanding that we can ever come up with, Lord. You are supreme. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Yahweh, our Lord. And Father, I thank you for those that are listening in tonight live and for those who will catch us on the replay. Heavenly Father, I speak to them right now that they will get an awakening of your love. Father, that you will stir up your love in their hearts and in their minds. Lord, I pray that even in the middle of the night that they will give, get understanding and glimpses of how deep your love is. David said that if I made my bed in hell, you come there and find me. Father, there is no place that we can go. There is nothing that we can do. There is no distance between us and your love. Father, you've made that love available in your son, Jesus, and you are allowing us to have understanding by your spirit. So Holy Spirit, I pray now that you would even cause there to be a shifting in our thoughts, even this day. Lord, I pray that you will cause our pure minds to be stirred up, Lord God, that we will be connected and joined to how deep your love is for us. And Lord, as we begin to tap into your love and understand that, I pray for such a, such a healthy version of self-love, such, such a healthy version, Lord God, of your love for us and our understanding of that love. And may we as your children love you with all of our hearts, all of our minds, all of our souls. May we put our efforts into loving you, Lord God. May we put our strengths and our power into loving you. May we love you, Father, with the imaginations of our hearts. May we love you with the deepest desires that we have. Father, may we love you with our strengths. May we love you with our humor. Father, in every way that makes us who we are, teach us how to love you. And as we're loving you, give us the tools and the keys to love ourselves in a healthy way. Give us the understanding that we need, Lord, to love others, to be agents of love in the earth, to be ambassadors of your love. Father, let us change the world with your love. I pray that you would begin to change the narrative of love. Let your people rise up. Let your children rise up. Let the sons of God rise up and begin to demonstrate such a different view of love. Let us begin to change the narrative and the negativity that is surrounded with love that is limited and boxed into fear. Father, you said that perfect love casts out fear, Lord God, and that we only fear because we've not been made perfect in love. But Lord, I pray today for everyone that is listening. Make us perfect in your love. And what that perfection is, is maturity. Father, give us maturity in your love. Give us maturity in understanding the price that you paid when you sent your son into the earth. Give us maturity in understanding the authority that we have now that he rose from the grave. Father, let us see the power of this love. Let us see the demonstration of this love. Let us see the fulfillment of this love, not only in our lives, Lord God, but in the lives of everyone that we touch. And Lord, I thank 
you. I thank you for a moment. I thank you for a time. I thank you, Lord God, for this space, Lord, that, that I can just sit here, Father, and to be a representative of this love. And Father, I bless the Coded Podcast, and I, I speak your blessings over Stephanie and over the work that you're doing and over everyone that will be participating in her conference, Lord God, that our lives will be changed, but that we will know how to live as agents of love from the inside out. No more needy women looking for the world to pour into us, but a people that is filled up with your love and ready to pour into others. Let us be filled, Father, until the overflowing of who you are is made evidence in the earth. In Jesus' name, I pray, Father, and I thank you. Amen. 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 Woo! Well, on that note, <laughs> we just gonna, we just gonna drop that right here. And uh, Kanisha, thank you so much for being on. Um, thank you for your heart. What I respect so much about you. So I want you all to go connect to Chosen Culture to the chat she's doing her her group um, because what you hear is how she lives, and I think that that is so important that it. What you're hearing, this is not a facade. This is not something that you're just turning on because we're we're on um, uh, this podcast, but it's who you are. And I believe that there is so much life that God has for you to pour into women and some men. We all need to hear, have God's mm-hmm. love. Um, so please check her out. She's going to be one of our speakers at the Coded Conference in June. Make sure you go to the website so that you can get all that information. Um, and then that's it. That's that's it for tonight. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me again. Yes. Yes. Love you. Love you too. So you all make sure you tune in again next Thursday, 7 o'clock p.m. to the Coded Podcast. Make sure you definitely check out Kanisha, all of her social media platforms so that um, you can connect with her. She needs to be at somebody's church or women's conference or something. That There is so much that I believe that she has to pour into the lives of people. So definitely connect with her. Make sure you tune in again next week. You all have a great night and um, we'll see you next week.